Welcome to the Art of Roji podcast, where we explore the creation of the Roji music comics, beginning with Volume 1, The Government of Silver City, released October 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Jake Pardee, and today we have a very special guest. He is one of my closest, oldest best friends in the world, and his name is Michael LaMarche. Mike and I have been playing music together since we were about 13, 14 years old, starting with our first band, Backyard Swing Set, which was a pop-punk band from Rockport, Massachusetts. Over the years, we have made lots of music, like our album Conquer from our band Pierre which you can find on all major streaming platforms, which features many of Mike's fantastic original compositions. You can also stream and purchase Mike's extraordinary EP Friend by The Otter on Bandcamp. Mike and I have grown up together, learning about life and how to be happy and how to make art that we think has a positive impact on the world. He is an extraordinary artist, and in this first episode, we're speaking together about the origins of Roji and our first song from 2015, New Board, and the making of our latest album, The Gummit of Silver City. Welcome to the Art of Roji podcast. We're happy to have you here. Now, enter the Roji universe. So, Mike, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks and for uh, me. the art of Roji, which you have been involved in for some time. I wanted to make sure that we started episode one with Mike so that we could talk a bit about the origins of Roji and the music that we made in the past before our first album here, volume one, The Gunman of Silver City. So, if you go to our Spotify, you'll see that we have a track that's called New Board that was released back in 2015. So, I just wanted to ask you, Mike, do you remember making New Board back in 2015? Yeah. um, I'll start by just saying I I appreciate being here and it feels like like a home because we had been building the studio, uh, Morrison Mm -hmm. Studio together. Uh, Mostly, definitely mostly you. I just remember like being very much involved in Roji sort of formulating at the same time. And then Newboard being our first little baby of Roji. I wouldn't say it's little, it's dude, it's galactic. Mm. It was, I remember I, you were like, yeah, you're just, you're going to play the drums. And I was like, yeah, okay. And, Prior to that, we had been in like punk bands and things like that. Punk bands and what else? We were we, in we a had a jam, semi-ska yeah. jam band with Marmion Way. But in terms of, I think, Newboard, Newboard was a song where we were looking for like a roots feel. And I hadn't done that in a while. So I remember, or I hadn't ever recorded that, nor had I felt that I knew it except that we would just at that time were listening to roots reggae a lot so um i think i'm still surprised when i hear it i feel like i was a young little babe Mm -hmm. and i know i was nervous i remember i was nervous and but like the collaborative aspect of the way that you set up recording made it so that i was 
immediately very comfortable and it and it wasn't it was one of those things where it felt like it wasn't me drumming it was the hand of Ja Rastafari I'm not even joking like touching us hmm. and the song happened wow we had we had sort of made a, a structure of the song but I think when I think back it was like very loose and then it just we recorded it right and I remember well that that's wonderful to hear I'm glad that that is your memory of it I remember us jamming and doing different things like we have another video on YouTube of us playing on the porch playing sticking around which became a Pierre Ave song and it's you Quinn and I on the old porch that we had built in the woods behind your old house Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we were messing around with creating colorful videos and that's how the new board video that Caden Grooms made you know largely became the way that it it looked you know that you guys were going for how did you create those colors back then was it like a a filter or like just adjusting saturation or how did it work yeah it was just adjusting the RGB levels and being like oh if you put the cyan all the way up in the you know magenta all the way down the sky turns orange Mm -hmm. or whatever and it was like whoa we just kind of fun experimental yeah i think the cool thing about roji is that from the beginning we've had baked into it a visual component and we've been thinking about how we have the music that we want to make that hopefully is genuine and inspired and can speak for itself but we've been thinking about how to accompany that from the first things that we've made, whether it was the new board video or playing in the woods or anything that we thought about uh, combining for the experience into a visual, audiovisual thing. And that, of course, is now what the government of Silver City is as a music comic. It's a visual experience matched with an audio experience. So Newboard being instrumental, I think the challenge was how do we tell that story of when you have quite literally a new skateboard and with the the video, it was Caden going for a skate, right? Mm-hmm. And what I think people don't appreciate because it's so well made is in order to get those shots, you had to be skateboarding too. Mm-hmm. So I was watching it the other day and I was thinking, man, you're going down Marmion Way and you're watching Caden do all this stuff and you totally forget because it's so well shot that man you're you're also doing that along with oh, them. Oh man, yeah, I did a lot of that back then. I remember anytime we wanted to film sometimes we'd do like slalom courses on Marmion Way. Marmion Way, by the way, mm-hmm. is like if anyone doesn't know, it's that we grew up in Rockport and it was illegal to skateboard, uh, except these like listed streets on a a literal list that the police had for anyone who wanted to see. And Marmion Way was one of them, and it was actually one of the only ones that really made sense mm-hmm. if you wanted to longboard. It had a great uh, hill, and it was full of really nice houses and a private road, so yeah. it was always freshly paved. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, yeah, I just got used to holding a camera while skateboarding, and I, I'm lucky I didn't you know, totally ruin the camera because... Uh, well, you've always had a good like rollout strategy. I've seen you fall plenty of times, and I'm just kind of tuck and roll out of it. Yeah, that worked until I shattered my 
collarbone, but yeah. Right. <laughs> Didn't you shatter each was, collarbone? No, just the left one. Just yeah. the left one so far. Five five breaks. Though. Pretty bad. Ooh. But anyways, yeah, that was um, part of the uh, video. Uh, the experience was following Caden with a camera. Uh, and and then we went, uh, where did we go? The industrial area yeah up at, at night yeah yeah the blackburn industrial park yeah that and that hill fun. that would come down and mm-hmm. those are some crazy hills that was fun yeah so that's a cool video if you want to check out the origins of roji and how the the visual musical experience started to come together and what's cool about that is there also is the introduction of the space element which now that i look back on it i'm like man i'm so glad that we created all of this foreshadowing from the beginning because Roji does have to do with space and how exactly it's related to space will not be appreciated in the very first issue of the Roji music comic series. But I think it's safe to say we can probably allude to the fact that space will be involved at some point. Yeah, there's a, I think Jake, um, did really well with the his own with your own uh choices but also who you decided to collaborate with and i i would probably say it's pretty i don't know that you really had to make many choices i feel like roji was in terms of who to collaborate with because i feel like roji was the building of building off of what was already just naturally becoming the conversation right in terms of what we were into yeah but in i'm just trying to say with this music comic which by the way i think you should tm that that's pretty cool yes yes the music comic (laughs) music one word i had to workshop that for a while (laughs) the musical comic the 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 comic comical music music hopefully not that yeah but music comic is brilliant and uh if you, I'm just excited that for anyone who gets their hands on it because it's really cool. And with respect to what you said, there there are subtle, a couple of subtle hints at intergalactic exploration and yeah, and there is the great story mm-hmm. that is the Roji saga, and that's the inspiration for what we've been doing. And the tough part about doing the podcast is. We don't really want to tell you the whole story mm-hmm. right now, um, but I do feel it's it suffices to say, given our history, that uh, you know space will be involved. We'll be getting there probably pretty soon, but mm-hmm. we'll see. But I wanted to draw attention to the fact that the new board artwork has very clearly mm-hmm. us as astronauts. Mm. And I wanted to ask you, how did that come about? Because I was thrilled to be like, oh, man, I remember this album cover when I went to go put it on Spotify. And I was like, this is so cool. So how did you make that? Yeah. Um, I I don't remember who had the idea, actually. But uh, so I there are um, free, don- free domain images from NASA that you can find. Mm. And one was from the perspective of being on the moon, looking at the Earth and... I think we saw, I know we wanted all of us floating as astronauts, but in a very playful sense, because really all we have is helmets. Mm. Uh, 
Oh, we're not naked. We have helmets with clothes. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. And, and instruments. Yeah. Um, but the moon one just felt, I think I remember it just felt kind of interesting. Um, and so what we did was I had each person jump. I don't know if anyone's ever done this, but you, if you click an image at the right, at the point at which the person reaches, what is that called? Um, yeah, like before um, you start coming back down. Yeah, the 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 climax of the jump, mm -hmm. right? The, there's this this. It looks like they're floating mm, when like you look a, at the weightlessness. Yeah, and um, I took each of those photos and made a cartoon drawing of each person and added a helmet on it. Wow! And then actually didn't have Photoshop at this time, so. What did I used to do? I used to use uh, Preview mm -hmm. on the Mac. And uh, Preview, you can kind of do a similar thing where you erase everything around. Uh, is that right? Yeah. And and within Preview, I believe I just layered somehow. I don't even know, actually. I don't know how I did this without Photoshop. So That's you, the you real answer is I don't know. Yeah. Right. But you would draw it and then take a photo of it to get it into the computer? I drew, right. I scanned it. Right. I scanned each drawing and layered them somehow on, might have even just been like a pages document right. onto the NASA image. And then that became the album cover. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Or the EP cover. Yeah. I think it looks great. Yeah. I mean, it's very much exactly what we were trying to do. And big shout out to Tim Phillips for mixing and mastering that song too, because that was also back in the day when we were learning enough about recording to be able to get our ideas down, but didn't know enough about mixing to be able to be very excited about what we were recording. In other words, we would play our best. We would hear it and say, yeah, that's like a, you know, sort of like a dull version of what we're doing. And we had this extremely exciting time sending things to Tim and having Tim go through them. And, you know, between EQing things, because we we just didn't know much about it, you know, like to be able to hear everything separately. So we didn't know enough about, we just put mics on everything and we just jammed mm -hmm. out and we sent him like this musical soup that he then strained in back into its individual parts and then put together into something that we could appreciate. And we would get a track back from Tim and say, oh man, like, we actually invented a, an adjective of whether something was Timmyable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if we had a mistake. We uh, like, and Timified, has yeah. it been Timified? Has that been Timified yet? You know when things have been Timified. Right. When I, the, the, the new board, was my first experience with the Timmy Timified right. version. You say, oh man. I was blown away. Yeah, exactly. And part of it is correcting our mistakes and making us seem like better musicians than we were actually at the time. <laughs> but because that's what the technology lets you do. But a lot of it was also just being able to hear things clearly and to have them be powerful and impactful mm -hmm. and to have our 
you know, projects that it, it's kind of akin to what you were doing, where it's like we were proud of what we had as our raw thing, which is like you're drawing on a piece of paper. And then it's like, okay, now how do we deal with the digital component of this? It's a whole other process. Mm-hmm. You can learn to draw well and you can learn to play music that sounds good in the room. But being able to turn that into a song that's on Spotify that everyone can appreciate and have it seem remotely like you're there in the room is a whole other challenge. And of course, we were you know, building a recording studio at the time that now we're sitting in Maritime Music Studio and it's come a long way from back then. But of course, we're still sending tracks to Tim and getting them back and being excited about how different they are than what we've recorded. So right. it's something that we've known about for a long time that you have to have people that you're excited about collaborating with. And that means finding the right people that believe in the project. And what Roji is so special for is is being a collaborative project that we each want to bring ourselves to it in order for it to be something that is larger than what any one of us could do. And that's part of the reason why it's important to me to have the project Roji as something that I am constantly thinking about and writing and participating in because making music under my own name of Jake Pardee seems way less exciting to me because I can't really imagine a Jake Pardee comic book you know like I always found the I think this is a good opportunity I always found the name Roji really I love where you came how you came to the name Roji? How did I, I come think it's the name? Roji? I think it's worth telling. You you don't remember? I don't remember. Do you remember? I just remember riffing on it and being like, "Oh, maybe it means this. Maybe it means that." Oh, okay. I know. I had there was because part of it is inspired from uh, uh, tea ceremonies, right? Oh yeah. So Roji, I don't know if that's a pronunciation, but in Japanese is the garden that. Uh, is like a pathway into the Japanese tea ceremony, which is extremely cool. Mm. I think I like, I think it came to me for whatever reason. Do you remember anything else about that? Some things come in dreams and things. Yeah, well, I, I know I mean, maybe. So then maybe that the name came first, and then you found. Did you did the name come first, and then you? I think learned so. That that's so cool. I remember the pulp and fizz story. Pulp mm. and fizz was being on. So pulp and fizz is our like. Um, graphics and like if you look on the inside of the roji comic book it says that the public relations are handled by yoshi morrison from pulp and fizz and yoshi morrison is totally a real person and he's very involved with all of the public relations of everything that we do um from pulp and fizz and if you email him um (laughs) he'll respond to you (laughs) sincerely there's nothing funny about it. Yoshi's a real person. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he's totally just, but, uh, he's totally well, just not me. He's the, pretending to be yeah. Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that gets an email from Yoshi now, if they ever hear this, is going to say, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean Yoshi's not a real person? No, he is. I've been having long email (laughs) conversations with him for years. I just, I can't possibly promote things as myself. Like, hey, here's, anyway, Jake made a great song from Jake. (laughs) 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 It just doesn't seem like a good idea. But but just to say, even that, I mean, what you just said about the garden to the tea ceremony, it's kind of actually feels like 
the whole thing mm. as a um, metaphor for the the or is it a simile? Um, but for the stu- the story that I know that we conceptualized so many years ago uh, is in essence Roji is like the so it's a simile. Roji is like the garden that leads to a, a tea ceremony. And I've been thinking a lot about the story, and of course we're excited to share the story in its many part form about you know what will ultimately happen to the gunman and how that will lead us to space in one way or another but i was thinking about what it really means and and our takeaway and reflecting on our friendship and what's been most important to us throughout our creativity and nonviolence, peace finding a way to be happy with what you're occupied with seems to be something that has been the utmost concern Throughout all of our projects, mm-hmm. you know, when we were playing in punk bands when we were 13, 14, it was something to belong to. I think that we were not like outcast kids, but not necessarily in cast. Uh, yeah, we weren't a part of something. And all of our friends kind of coalesced in this group that was finding a place to belong at Art Space, being able to do these DIY punk rock shows. And you know, swimming and having fun, being kids. And I think that over the years, finding a way to, you know, stay friends, be collaborative, to make things together. The through line that seems to be through all that is like being able to be yourself and to get along with the other people that are in your life and to feel good about what you're doing. And that's why we've had a lot of different projects, but it seems to be the thing that we keep coming back to the theme of Roji and what we're all about is peace and not just the peace uh, externally but internally as well to be able to enjoy what you're doing and to be able to to make things with the people that you love and uh, that's why I'm so excited about about this project and that's why it was so important to me that we did it together having made so many things in the past so I wanted to ask you also as it directly relates to the government of Silver City do you remember our recording session I do and uh, I remember being able to uh, enjoy listening to what had already been recorded, share space with you and Thad, um, and like I was, you, so you, you had given me the opportunity to say, oh, you know, I think this would be interesting in terms of percussion here or and we just it was very experimental we um added uh various types of uh percussion and i think a highlight i would say is doing the chicka chicka chickas with sad and it was hard to get a take without laughing right so track two the gunman is aboard a train and the last thing I want to do is to just download like a train sample. You know, I want us to be able to make these things. So I say to Mike and Thad, can we, can we create this one way or another? And I, I had bought a little wooden train whistle, mm-hmm. but I wanted the chuk, 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 chuk. and yeah. at some point of trying different things, I was like, I think you guys, I think we can just say, chuk, yeah. chuk, 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 chuk. 
But the hard part is try to keep that up for three and a half minutes. Right, and I now have so much more respect. It has some roots in uh, reggae, right? So, like, the I remember the Trojan record uh, uh, box sets. Um, I remember some deep cuts there that were, like, the lead singer would... Right, right. And I don't know if that has anything... I don't know if there was any train do you know anything about that if there's about trains or i don't know that's a rhythmic thing yeah it had it adds so much to those roots tracks and right i don't even really understand why but it's it's pretty great yeah sometimes i guess you might be in the studio saying i need something that's like this well that's what it is yeah (laughs) why should we spend all day trying to get something else if we can just do that right so that was fun and i remember us experimenting uh do you remember some of the other uh, found objects that we have on the track i think oh i don't i think we have a topo chico bottle on there oh yeah 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 and you, yeah the ding ding yeah yeah and i remember us auditioning like a bunch of things uh saying this is too low this is too high mm-hmm. and man i just i need to be like perfect blink blink should we add water to the bottle i think you're right a higher pitch yeah i think that we started with an empty and it was too resonant and Mm. we've had to experiment with certain amounts of water and that's what's exciting about being in the studio and and being able to share a vision of some sort the fact that you can say definitively bounce an idea off of somebody else Mm -hmm. am i crazy or should we put a little bit of water in this and Mm -hmm. oh maybe instead of you know hitting it with the metal object maybe you try a chopstick or maybe you try this that and the other thing and we all can kind of share that uh need of a different sound i'll say oh no now that's the one there's something really satisfying about saying like nope now we got it and how about uh the challenge of playing something a hundred million times like i remember i would just hit record and say okay man now just do it for every single time that it comes around yeah for three and a half minutes and you're in there just yeah how how about the meditative experience about doing that right it is a challenge a a little like dink sound Mm -hmm. from a bottle uh at you know the e of beat three Mm -hmm. can be so hard right i I, you know i i'm not an expert by any means as a drummer but i do love playing the kit and there's something about how your whole body is doing the the rhythm and you, and it's it, for some reason much less complicated than just hitting one mm, correct that's interesting uh beat uh in my opinion because mm. um, there's so many moments you can like overthink it or get the wrong beat i don't know yeah and you start to get in your head about if you're rushing or dragging yeah instead of kind of feeling it with your whole essence. Mm-hmm. And of course, the dream, and I, I find this a lot with playing reggae rhythm guitar, you can really psych yourself out about whether or not you're yeah. rushing or dragging. And the dream is to be able to just know that you're playing in time because mm-hmm. you couldn't do anything but play in time because mm-hmm. you're feeling it and you're mm-hmm. moved by the music. And we work with Wade Dice from Cultural Roots, and he often will tell us, no man you just have to feel it you know yeah if you don't feel it you're not going to do it right in the first place yeah but when you do feel it it's almost like you can't do it incorrectly yeah because it's so obvious Mm -hmm. it's like speaking a language that you're fluent in you're just you're going to articulate your thought without having to get too burdened by it you know 
I always thought that was cool with when working with Wade that it felt like uh, his direction was mostly like literal body language mm-hmm. through dance. Right. Uh, and then sounds. Right. And I think that's under undervalued probably. Um, I think that was really cool. Yeah, it's like the metric of whether or not it's working is whether or not it makes you move. Mm-hmm. And if it's too stiff, mm-hmm. then you know Wade would look at us and just say, no, it's mm-hmm. so clearly wrong. Yeah, which speaks to <laughs> reggae, definitely. Right. It's like you, it's not math rock, it's reggae. Right. It's about dancing in someone's backyard. Yeah, and that's know? why it's such a difficult art form and something that we've been able to grow with for so many years and have wanted to make the style of music and and to make it authentically which is why it's important to acknowledge where it comes from to be able to aspire to having a good groove that can make other people relax and want to move and it's taught us a lot about discipline too i mean we've learned that you got to be able to listen to each other to be able to get the feel with each other i think it's been like a metaphor of working together that only further reinforces our feelings of wanting to have peace amongst ourselves, you know, within ourselves to be able to relax and get out of our own heads, be able to just contribute to something and have the flow work by your participation in it to not, you know, fuss and fight with something rhythmically is like a metaphor of not fussing and fighting with everybody else, you know, in any other fashion, whether it's interpersonally, politically or otherwise. And it's it's been really good for me to be able to find a, a meditative development that comes from working towards playing reggae authentically, you know, to be able to grow and not just reggae, but you know, funk music, any groove music that we need to relax in order to do well. Even if it's quick, we need to be able to relax and Van Martin who I've studied with is a wonderful guitar player has often said to me, it's all about, you know, tight, but loose. You have to be able to have the groove be tight, but to not have you be tight. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. need to be able to be loose while you play something that's really sharp and tight and that mm-hmm. fits perfectly in the groove. So it's uh, it seems like a paradox, but then once you do it you say, Oh, that's a hundred percent the way. So I have that written on my pedal board tight but loose you know because <laughs> i need to rem- remind myself that that's where we need to come from so mm. thank you so much mike for being a part of it thank you i am so excited about the future of the project and us getting into the next episode volume two the gunman will be further along in his journey and i don't think you probably have any idea uh what the music's going to sound like yet, do you? Only we know the end of the story. Yeah, only only we know what happens. Yeah, it's pretty juicy. And so badly I want to just like say, <laughs> oh, but you know that this... No. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what happens. Except Mike and I. And whoever else remembers that we've told to told it to over the last 10 years. But thank you, Mike, for being a part of it. Thank and you. And I love you, man. And this love is you. a wonderful thing to be able to do together and i'm so honored to have your contributions to the music and for us to be able to make music together and looking forward to the next session which will be coming up soon for volume two of the roji saga you don't want to miss it see you then
Thank you for your visit to the Roji universe. We look forward to seeing you again soon.